Hello everyone and welcome to the Geary, Stide and Steven Show, an amazing video podcast with sports stars, entertainment celebrities and other great guests, combining one host who has no legs, one host who lives in Duluth, Minnesota, and another host who seems to never be on the show. But now, on to the show with Troy, Dave, and maybe even Will. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an amazing, exciting episode of the Geary Stein and Steven Show. I'm so excited for today. I've been waiting for this uh, moment for 28 years uh, for our guest that we're going to bring on in a second. I just got back from D.C. Troy is back from Kansas City. Troy, how are you doing, brother, and what's going on in your world up in Duluth, Minnesota? I'm doing great, Dave. I had a good weekend in Kansas City, uh, some charity events, saw the Chiefs and Bears play. It was a debacle, but uh, I'm back home and uh, the weather is starting to turn. So, and you got to hang out with uh, a, a famous guy from Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, Brendan Hunt, a really cool guy. We did a charity thing uh, for the Children's Hospital down there, and uh, he graciously came in for the weekend, and it was fun. Well, I'm I'm excited. So we'll bring in video, we'll bring in graphics, we'll do all that kind of fun stuff. But I want to bring in uh, a guy that when I started in ESPN in uh, 1995, um, I had a crush on him, and I don't mean it in a weird way. I just thought his humor was funny. He just made Sports Center fun to watch uh, with the feel good edition of Sports Center, and uh, then he went on to Late Night and daily show and we'll talk about movies and everything but uh craig kilborn joining us uh, from california today so uh gregor thanks for joining us bud how are you it's good to be here good to see you again so proud of you guys is one wait did i hear someone's a bears fan what's going on here no 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 i was just okay. their chiefs were playing the bears i know but you said it was a debacle well, yeah, I thought you were upset that the Bears lost. No, is, no, okay. <laughs> nobody's a Bears fan around here. Uh, I no. assume we're, I assume we're Vikings fans. Is that uh, all three of us or not? Well, the season's uh, over, so I got. I'm moving on. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> so when really you like say when when you say the season's over, you mean even if we win seven games, we're not going to make the playoffs. But even if we win seven games, it's it's over because we're not going to make the playoffs. Is that correct? As a fan, the ultimate is to get to the Super Bowl. And if you already know you're just right. going to be the you know right. the team that can knock off the Packers from getting there or right. whoever, you know. So, I, I, you know, we got the Twins to worry about. We hopefully can end that 18-game uh, uh, losing streak in the playoffs. So, What's yeah, the uh, – I, I follow the Twins from afar. What's the latest on the injury to Roy uh, – what's his name? Royce O'Neal? Royce Lewis? What's Royce Lewis. Is a Royce Lewis. Should be back for the playoffs. Good. Well, Royce O'Neal, of course, an NBA ball player. I was uh, not <laughs> – I follow baseball a little bit, man. I used to see Cesar Tovar and Rod Carew play at the old Met. That's so funny. Yeah, the old, awesome. old Met. So, you know, you, you ended up in Minnesota – and you ended up, you know, playing sports there and then moving on to Montana State as a basketball player, uh, of course. And we'll talk a little bit about oh, that. There's, there's one of that the form. Those release, shorts. Yeah. Those release shorts rotation too. splash. That was, uh, I think I scored 16 that game. And what about this that you benched 240? Was Is that a rumor? Or is that just somebody threw that in Wikipedia? 
No, I said it on a Ryan Rossillo podcast and they threw it in there, but I, uh, I, I'm a very skinny guy who has kind of a massive chest, but I've always lifted weights and, um, I, uh, yeah, I could, you know, when you max out at college at Montana state, I was able to, uh, arch my back and get 240 up. Can't do it anymore. Well, but, of um, yeah, I'm, a. I was, I was stronger under the boards than people realize. And of course you played in the big sky, which, uh, one of the few West coast conferences that's going to still exist after, uh, this year. But, uh, I'm always been a diehard lumberjack guy from NAU. They had that one time they almost beat Cincinnati, but, uh, well, anyway, Flagstaff. We'll- yeah, I've been there. We played there. Nice area in the mountains. All right, let's dive in. Troy, what do you want to uh, hammer my buddy Craig? I want to ask you about uh, ESPN. I mean, you had some great uh, highlights and catchphrases. Uh, what was your favorite highlight or athlete that you talked to and catchphrase that uh, that you started? Let's see. Uh, I didn't talk to a lot of athletes at ESPN. I was always in the studio at 2 a.m. Uh, and then getting to, bo- getting to bed at 4 a.m. But uh, – so we had the catchphrases, release, rotation, splash, and all those things. But I and everyone did. I mean, I and and the and the people would give me the, them. I liked writing them myself. And then I I decided because I gave away a couple good ones. I uh, I decided to listen to the people and and do some catchphrases. But here's what I like doing. I would do the intros you know, on camera before we went to the highlights. And I remember Akeem Elijah Wan had been out for two weeks because he had, um, he had anemia and he was, uh, wasn't able to play. And then it was his first game back. And I had called my brother and I said, so Akeem is going to play tonight. We just talk hoops. And he said, I, he said, you know, he had anemia, but he's playing tonight. He goes, Oh, his red cell count must be up then if he's playing. And it's, you know, sparked the agile mind. So I did, I did the intro. I said, I came Elijah one back after missing two weeks with anemia. Let's go to the highlights. First quarter into Akeem, the dream shake. Oh, the red cell count is up as he hits the shot. And then we give him the ball again and he makes another shot. Oh, hemoglobin. So that was fun for me being a little silly and irreverent, making my, my brother laugh. Those those kind of things uh, were fun for me to do. And, and Craig, I, I know because I was in that newsroom, there were people that didn't get you. You know, I don't know what your interaction with Bob Lee was or the people that were serious journalists, because you had almost a Dennis Miller approach where your your jokes and things. Sometimes it's a minute later and you're like, oh, that reference to, you know, uh, uh, Pindare the Poet or the Trojan War or some of the things that, that right. you would just throw in there. I just was wondering some, some of those some of those diehards like Boomer and those guys, if they didn't get you or you just sat back in that very back with Gus Ramsey and those folks and just kind of worked on your own thing. Well, actually Bob Lee was great to me. Very supportive. I, Cause I would walk in, you know, in the after late afternoon and he was there and he'd say, I like that Barry white reference, Craig, you know, he was, <laughs> he was very, he was very supportive. And I just wanted to let you know something else. Um, Sometimes people would say at the beginning, people would say, oh, you're like Dennis Miller, which is a compliment because Dennis Miller is brilliant. But some of the people 
would not were trying not to compliment me, and I'll tell you why they're wrong. I'm gonna I love educating people. I'm gonna correct people now. When Dennis Miller started out, they used to say, Oh, he's like he's doing Richard Belzer. So when I started out, oh, he's a little Dennis Miller. And of course, Dennis Miller, who is brilliant, we're very, very different. And if you want, if you check out my Instagram, it's a whole different uh, aristocratic <laughs> sensibility with ascots and martinis. But uh, that's how people think sometimes. But uh, everyone was supportive there. I mean, there were a few people, executives uh, who didn't get it, uh, uh, but they don't, you know, every, we all have a different sense of humor. I mean, not everyone gets Jay Leno, not everyone gets. Uh, What's the blue collar comedy people called uh, Ron White and Jeff Foxworthy? So these people are definitely funny, but it's just a different kind of humor. Well, I, I just I, I miss you. You were such a you know it was that short, brief three years of just fun. You know, we used three to come years home from the bars at and... ESPN, three years at the Daily Show, five years at the CBS Late Late Show, my favorite show. And I've heard that, and and. Craig, and I don't mean this in a negative way. You had this this time period where you were like a Spice Girl. You had all these hits. You did a lot of different things, and then you just kind of rode off into the sunset. And we miss you. And I'm just wondering, you. you know, the evolution of and and I've seen, you know, what you told Rich Eisen about, you know, uh, how you left and and all those things. Uh, it, it everything seemed to be on your terms, and I think that must be more refreshing than most right. people at ESPN that are shown the door or not renewed. Yeah, which Spice Girl would you say <laughs> I was uh, like? Because I'm very curious. No, um, you, baby I've never Spice. been described. You had that boyish charm, so you were kind of yeah. like Emma Button, Baby Spice, I'd say. Um, so, no, I uh, I don't expect a lot of people to understand it. It's a favorite subject of mine. I was able to accomplish my career goal of late night, and then I realized I didn't really want to do it anymore. Uh, I always say creatively I got bored because that's the number one reason. If creatively that's all I wanted to do, I would have just stayed there and put up with any of the silliness or the dysfunction. But uh, it was an exhilarating day when I left. I, I know some people don't understand it, but there are people that do understand it. The other thing I would say is it never got ugly at CBS because I just walked away. But if I wanted to stay there, I don't think that show was set up for victory. I thought it was more of a placeholder. You know, Letterman owned it. He's trying to compete with Leno. If I wanted to replace Letterman, which I didn't, didn't want to, I just wanted to get out. If I wanted to replace him, I should not have been doing that job because they were not grooming a replacement. Why would they? So that's another secondary reason. But the main reason is lost interest in pop culture, comedy, talking politics. And uh, it was a happy day when I gracefully exited. Happy for you. Bad for the for us. Right. Well, I do have the Life Gorgeous podcast. And my favorite thing I do, I know it's simple, but it's my Instagram. It's it's one of it's probably one of the most satisfying things I've done. I can show a picture of myself up in beautiful Carmel and then do a little quip. Oh, there's Alex Sulkin right there. Uh, there, oh, there I am in the desert, young people. <laughs> so the Instagram, Mr. Craig Kilborn, is a blast. And what 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 do you like to put out there? I show you're almost like the uh, guy from Saturday Night Live, the Intercontinental. You know, it's like you've got wine, you're tasting, you're in a boat, you're doing all kinds of fun stuff that we all wish we were doing. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I have kind of a relaxing life. 
Um, I like architecture. I'm, I'm now in my mahogany panel den. This house was built in 1923. It's in a historic area in Los Angeles. I like to joke that I, I don't really see a lot of people. I go straight from my den to a French restaurant in Los Angeles. My favorite thing to do is with my significant other, Princess Cherry, we get in the car and take a road trip because I don't enjoy flying. And we go up to Santa Barbara, Carmel, San Francisco, Morro Bay, San Luis Obispo. We've got a trip coming up. We might be going, I don't want to give it away. We might be going to Bodega Bay, which I've been to once. That's where they film the birds. And then I take pictures, try to eat relatively healthy, make sure I hike and drink in moderation. And that's my life. Sounds like a good life. I love it. <laughs> I want to ask you about the opportunity for the Late Late Show. How did that happen? And then do you have to audition for that? Or uh, what was the process like? CBS Late Late Show was Tom Snyder was retiring and the CBS wanted a younger uh, host who was comedic. And I was kind of red hot off the Daily Show. Because at the Daily Show, we were uh, we were nominated early on for well, actually we won best comedy, late night comedy by uh, one of the TV Guide, and then I was nominated for an award as best host. So uh, I got you know it was I'll tell you something inside a couple inside stories of the Daily Show. Number one, they told me there, hey Craig, we're the underdog. The critics like us, so the critics embraced the Daily Show when I was there. Uh, the other thing about The Daily Show, which I'll probably talk about at some point uh, on my podcast, The Life Gorgeous, is it was easily the most dysfunctional place I worked and it, because the network innocently set it up the wrong way with the executive producer first, the host second, and I knew it was messed up. But after I left to CBS, the problems remained and they got rid of the executive producer and a whole bunch of other people. And I always tell people late night 101, it's always the host show. So it was a weird place. I thoroughly enjoyed it because I could ignore the silliness. I scored on the air and then I got out of there. Was it weird to go from the sports center where you're doing, you know, highlights of Albany and Troy and suddenly you're sitting with Chevy Chase and you're sitting there with Rodney Dangerfield and all these icons of the world are now sitting next to you and you, you control the narrative. Uh, it was something that uh, some executives told me I was born to do, but I almost didn't take the ESPN job. I love sports. My childhood was basketball and comedy. I've always followed sports. Uh, now I get to follow what exactly what I want to. Uh, sorry, NHL. Uh, but uh, uh, I almost didn't take the ESPN job because I wanted to do comedy so badly. In my 20s and 30s, it was all about comedy, my comedy, and then as you get older, you get a little more well-rounded, in some ways well-rounded. I still, I like to joke that I'm not well-rounded. I care about what I care about. Jazz music, fine food, fashion, uh, British spy novels, that kind of stuff. But uh, it was an easy transition for me. It was something I thought I was meant to do is to do late night. Speaking of well-rounded, since I have no legs, I'm well-rounded on this ground, and I'm wearing my fresh, clean threads, and we're going to continue this conversation with Craig Kilborn coming up after we pay some bills, so don't go away. You're watching Geary, Stein, and Stevens, or listening, depending if you're on Apple or Spotify. 
Hi everybody, Dave Stevens here for the Geary Stein and Stevens Show from Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Rays. And you know what? Not everybody can be a Major League Baseball player, but you can look like a million dollars. What's the best way to do that? Well, go to FreshCleanThreads.com. Don't believe me? That's right, you can look professional, feel good, and not spend a lot of money by wearing Fresh Clean Threads. They have amazing shirts. They've got Henleys and polos, long sleeves, and even bomber jackets. And if you like them, you can save some money by typing in the show code GSS Show from the Geary Stein and Stevens Show to save 20% off. So if you can't be a major leaguer and you want to dress like one, well, go to FreshCleanThreads.com. That's FreshCleanThreads.com. Tell them Dave sent you. Use that code GSS Show. Yeah, yeah. See, how good do I look in my Fresh Clean Thread shirt? And, uh, you know, again, help us out here. It's great shirts. Of course, they've been big supporters for the Geary Stein and Stevens show. And my guest is Craig Kilborn. And as we talked, he has been an actor. He's been a writer, comedian. He's done so many things. Did he ever sing? Did Craig Kilborn ever sing? I think he did. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination, I'll have guests like Janine, alternative and independent. And like Vince, he is tall, so am I, but he's a movie star. Loved him in Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Oh, such a... Such a well-rounded guest, uh, Craiger. I mean, you got to have fun doing that show and doing, you know, the things, the skits and things like that. I mean, was that really fun when you're in a room creating almost Saturday Night Live type uh, comedy? It says the host unmuted your mic. I there just, we go. This is a new technique for me. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm actually. I actually kind of sang on key there. I'm not a good public singer because I sing off key very often. But um, um, tell me your question again, because I was looking that it said unmuted. What was your question? Oh, just that when you were on those shows, you got to almost have uh, Saturday Night Live S type skits, writers, you know, putting yeah. all that kind of stuff. It, it had to be fun. Some of those wild ideas and the things that you got to do that, again, you weren't doing on a sports center set. Yeah, I mean, it was a dream come true. It was um, easily my favorite gig, the CBS job. Uh, I, I'm still friends with uh, some of the writers, Goldie Gibby, Alex Sulkin. We come up with some great bits. Um, and uh, we had five questions. We had Yombo, uh, recreated press photo. I got to talk to Kermit the Frog. Hi, ho. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, no, it was a, it was a blast. I mean, those guys... They've even said that they've gone on to write on Family Guy, and they just said the best their best time was on the CBS Late Late Show. Those three guys I put on camera because they had done stand up, and they're very funny. And I mean, I think you can probably people said, "Oh, how can James Corden walk away?" You know, blah blah blah. But I think you can associate with what that decision is like because the world's like, "Oh, you can't do that," but it's not. Craig Kilborn. And, and I think, you know, people still look at that and go, how could you ever just walk away from, you know, the heir apparent potentially to run, you know, run late night? Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a bit of a grind, um, but I could pace myself. Um, you know, we had seven writers and Conan had 18 writers and Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel had 12 writers. So, uh, and they also had a band. 
Uh, I think occasionally I, I was able to get a harmonica on set, but that was about <laughs> it. But uh, no, I, I, uh, it sounds like, you know, <laughs> I know that people, some people are disappointed. I left. You might be leading the charge, Dave. I don't know that I, you're disappointed that I left. And I, I always apologize, but uh, I still think I am giving back again with the, the Instagram and the podcast, but just let, just uh, rest easy that, uh, I had a blast doing that show, getting that show, but I really enjoyed leaving. It was just so cathartic. Troy? How much fun did you have uh, playing a smug a-hole in uh, old school with Will Ferrell and Luke Wilson and all those guys? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I had one good scene in the bathroom, and then I had uh, another good scene, but they took it out. But uh, the director, Todd Phillips, they put it on the uh, the DVD outtakes because he liked it when I was talking to the little kid. Um, and, uh, I called her a name. It was pretty fun, but no, it was my first time doing it. I remember I got a little, a little bad advice from a good friend of mine said, you know, it's, it's, it's film. Don't go over the top, be understated. And then I, I, so one of my couple scenes, I was a little understated, but then the, I did the bathroom scene three days in or second day or something. And it went well. So, uh, loved it. It was, it's a great movie. And I mean, did it pigeonhole you though? Because you played such a jerk so well. Did yeah. people think that's who Craig is, and we just we can't have him do more roles? Or I mean, uh, what happens is uh, when you have uh, when you have the lead characters in the movie, then other uh, actors who are gifted, uh, like you can look at the Bond villains, they have to play the bad guy. Once you've already have Daniel Craig as, as Bond, then you, you're going to have the bad guys and you'll have some great actors. Uh, I don't know if Javier Bardem uh, played the, one of the best villain villains in Skyfall. It's one of my favorite Bond movies. So that's just the way it works out. So I think I, I, think I just compared myself to Javier Bardem. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, we miss you. I know you've done some TV things and Chuck and things like that. I mean, is it still, is there still acting in your blood or is that again, you've done that you've moved on and, and now, uh, you know, you're on to bigger and better things. Well, I don't know if it's bigger and better. It's just kind of relaxing, but, uh, there's not, I would say there's not a lot I want to do. I, that's what I always say. It's pretty narrow. Uh, I would play a character that's similar to my character on Instagram, which is, uh, more like a, uh, Alec Baldwin on 30 rock or Frazier crane, which is my favorite sitcom, but it's pretty, it's pretty narrow. And let's talk about the podcast. I mean, uh, the life is gorgeous. Uh, it's doing well. It's got a lot of views and clicks and you've got a YouTube channel. And so tell us a little bit what it's behind. Cause again, it, it, it really shows off a different side of, uh, Craig that we haven't seen in a while. By the way, you're very adept at all your videos and all your elements on your podcast. I'm impressed. We're going to work together. I'm going to, we're going to get rid of Troy. We'll just start our own thing and move on to the sunset. So I've been waiting for that. <laughs> but tell us about so the podcast. Cause uh, you, you, you get to talk to guys that are c cartoon writers, actresses, you know, all kinds of people that have been in your life or that you've worked with or cross paths with like Michelle Beadle. So, I mean, tell us what, what it is and, and why viewers that are watching us should tune into you. By the way, uh, you just called Family Guy cartoon, which would make them <laughs> extremely upset. Well, we, <laughs> it's animation. It's Seth, animation. Seth hasn't returned my texts or emails or anything to get him on. So, right. uh, but uh, no, I just was, you know, I, 
I just, you know, it's, it, it's really a great podcast and I didn't know, Thank you you. know behind so, it and what's yeah. going on. So what happened was in 2018, I decided to join Instagram because my nieces, I wanted them to know their uncle was funny and I was going out a lot and I enjoyed, I enjoy wearing a blazer and a vest and having a, a martini once a week. And the pictures were great. And they said, you got to get on Instagram. So I got on Instagram and of course, you know, I was being clever and doing videos and having fun. And, uh, but people missed, they wanted me to do a podcast. And I joked that I wanted to be the only man in America without a podcast. I took a very, very long time and I'm merely doing it to give back to the old fans. I mostly talk with my friends. Uh, I talk with buddies from Minnesota, uh, buddies from late night, my writer friends. And occasionally I'll get on, uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez, or I'll have on uh, the head coach of the Wolves, Chris Finch. I'm a big Timberwolves fan. And uh, so I'm en I'm enjoying it. And uh, I don't know when this is airing, but we have uh, next week uh, an actress named Maggie Lawson, who was on a show called Psych. And uh, we just did that interview uh, the other day. And I didn't know that she enjoys martinis like myself. So that was a fun interview. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Minnesota sports, which one uh, will be the first one to win the title? Your Timberwolves, or is it uh, the Wild or the Vikings? Maybe the Twins. Hmm. Right now, this sounds this will be shocking, but I think the Timberwolves have the best chance. And I know, I know that's stunning, but you're asking, you know, it's championship because I don't see that big of a gap between the best team in the NBA or best teams in the NBA and the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, we we lost four games to one to Denver, missing some of our top players. Uh, we played well, and yeah. I still think the chemistry is coming with uh, with Rudy and Cat and everybody. We were fortunate to have Anthony Edwards. So I would I would say I always look to see who's the best team in the NBA or the best team in the NFL. <clears throat> I think the Vikings are a little, because like I I really respect the 49ers I have for the last few years. Uh, when we when the Vikes uh, had that great year last year, and then they lost at home to the Giants, which you can't you can't lose a playoff game at home, but there was a relief because we would have gone to San Francisco and gotten, you know, killed. So um, I would say the Timberwolves are the team that might be closest to a championship. And I heard Alex Rodriguez said you could have a uh, spot on the float. Is that true? That's what I asked him. That's what he said. You know, I don't. I don't know if that day will ever come. I hope so. But uh, I may decline. I'm not part of the team. I just said I wanted to drive, at least drive the float if, that, if possible. Gregor, has it been hard to be out in uh, California and still be a fan of the Twins and, and the Vikings and everything? Or have you had to pop over to other games and, you know, enjoy it? Like, what, are you still a sports fan? Yeah, I, I watch too much NBA. I watch every Timberwolves game. And I, I'm the NFL is, is special, so that wears me out. So I, I, those are the two sports I follow: the NFL and the NBA. And uh, no, there are a lot of transplants here in Los Angeles. A lot of Celtic fans, a lot of Knicks fans. Uh, you know, all over uh, because people move from the East Coast. Everybody comes to LA, so uh, it's fine. And uh, there are actually some Wolves fans out here, if you can believe that. And, of course, uh, we also want to talk about, Craig, hold on for just a second. Another one of our sponsors is BE 
Analytics, Betalytics, and it'll help you with your bets. And again, this is Troy. This is your world, but uh, it'll help you parlay bets and decide who's going to do one on a Tuesday and if uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to score 80 points this week. But Troy, explain a little bit about Betalytics. Yeah, they each give you a grade if it's a good bet or a bad bet, uh, point differential, all kinds of stuff. So definitely gives you an advantage if you're going to bet. Craig, have you ever gambled too much or done much or <laughs> dabbled in, in that kind of world? Or uh, I don't want to go Charles Barkley here, but, uh, you know. I'm I'm not a big gambler. I haven't done it for years. But in the 90s, the few times I went to Vegas to the sports book, I would bet on the NBA because I know the NBA. But I was I was pretty conservative with it. This is all I would do. So the Bulls were the team of the '90s, and in the it was I was there during the regular season, and they would be playing at San Antonio because they'd, they'd have the list of games, and I just looked for the top team, the Bulls, and they were favored by 16 at San Antonio, and I said, see, they're overrating the Bulls because the Bulls, you know, they they. Four four games to two, they beat the Jazz. Four, I think, four games to two, they beat uh, Seattle. They only, you know, they the only series that was four to one was against the Lakers at the beginning, uh, Magic and Vlade Divac and Sam Perkins. So I would bet uh, I would bet against the Bulls winning by sixteen because it was inflated. The the margin of victory was inflated. So I would say it'd be less than sixteen. And if you're sitting down, I mean, I won like forty bucks. That's like Phil Mickelson type stuff there. <laughs> Craig, I, I'm wondering, uh, you know, you, you still uh, communicate with some of the ex-ESPNers and stuff. Uh, and I know, I think your last appearance was at 2004, possibly. Like, would, like that. Would you come back for, uh, if they try to pull everybody out of mothballs, would you, would you look forward to coming back for 45 next year? You mean a reunion? Yeah. Is this a reunion party or on the air reunion? I I want to see you guys doing a sports center. Either you or Keith, or you or Dan. Uh, or, you I'm know. I'm such a nice young man. I'm open. I, I'll 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 consider it. I'm an, I'm open to anything. I'd prefer it if it was just uh, drinks. I don't want to have to put on that. Make I just wear so much makeup. Oh my. No, but your lighting is good, you know, and I'm sure Norby, Norby will watch right? Norby will get you up in there in Bristol and put you up at the – we got I, nicer hotels now than when you were here, so. I thought Norby retired. Uh, is that what they call it? No. I'm not sure. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, there's been so much turnover. But, uh, Craig, as we wrap up, uh, you know, are there things still left undone that you haven't done? Killer Manjaro or, you know, running in the Preakness or – well, there's an oversight um, as far as travel. I don't know if you guys have been. I'm curious to see where you guys have been, and we can, I'm going to ask that after I answer. But I've never been to Italy. I've been to Paris. I've been to London. I've been to Germany. Been to Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland. I actually have a. I went to South America in the '90s to both Buenos Aires and Rio de Janeiro. Never been to Italy. That's my big oversight. And of course, then I have to go to Spain and and Greece and everything, but uh, Italy's the big one. That's where I got to go. Where? What about you guys? Have you been over to Europe? Um, I've been to Ireland, New Zealand, and Australia. But I have a I have a friend. I think that um, I think he's he's traveled a bit. And uh, let's see, 
Kenny Maine, are you out there? Kenny Maine, you wanted to come in and say hi to Craig. I some years. I remember when he came to me and said, I have two options. I can go be in comedy or basketball thing. And, and he took off and then he, he left. He never missed him. Well, so Craig, say hi to Kenny. Is this, this is live, huh? Well, it, we, he is, yes, he has jumped in our feed just to say hi to you. Oh, hi, Kenny. I'm a big fan. We met years ago. I hope you remember me. <laughs> I, I don't remember your arms being quite that big. Uh, so how many <laughs> curls a day do you do? I'm not lifting enough. Uh, Gretchen, my wife, made fun of me and said, stuck, suck in your gut. I shot a little video. Go Mariners. They just need to win four, four straight and have the Astros lose one. I feel good about it. Uh, I hadn't heard from you. I saw you at a Breeders' Cup. That's the last time I saw you, Los Angeles, California. Oh, wow. Santa Anita. I don't. I think we hugged. We hugged each other. Well, I'm what available. Yeah, I'm available for more hugs <laughs> next time you're in L.A. Okay. And I just, uh, I'll be wearing a long sleeve shirt. You're, I don't know if you can, your guns are huge, man. I don't remember that. It's all I got left. I, I like warm to go. Otherwise, uh, uh, I'm limping around with my leg brace and I'm playing golf right now at Tungus. So you, you said it was a great track. You used to play pickup basketball with the, the good hooper, Montana. Well, I only played a couple games at Bristol because of my sleep pattern. I was uh, getting to bed at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. Uh, I could hoop, but I didn't. I didn't get to show off enough at ESPN. But uh, I think some people know. Yeah. Pistol Pete. No, and I no defense. Sorry, I think it was Montana. Montana, Montana yeah, Montana State. Montana Bobcat. State, the basketball power. Could could yep. shoot and pass, but the the defensive stance hurt my lower back, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Defense. Well, if you'd have just you just hung on a couple, go ahead. Craig invited me to play. We just wanted to bang, you know, hustle, get some hustle points. Um, we love you. We got we just Dave said jump in and say say hi, and that's what I just did. Nice to see you, brother. I hope your golf game is going well. I, of course, am smart enough not to play golf anymore. I haven't touched a club in 20 years, and that's why I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Well, when we're done, Kenny, I'll send, I'll send you guys each other's numbers, and uh, you guys can have some nice warm memories. Kenny, enjoy the rest of your day on the golf course, and thanks for popping in. We're going to be best friends. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. And now your high school coach. No, 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 no. Where does Kenny live? Do you know? He's uh, He has two places. He's up in Seattle, and he's also, I think, uh, up in Avon uh, when we can get together and see each other. So, uh, Oh, so he still has a place in Connecticut? Yes. Yep. Okay. okay. So uh, that was nice. What's his, uh, what's his address at Avon? I'd like to send him a gift basket. Oh, no, let, me, let me just announce it, and let me put it a hold on a second. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. No, that was that was nice of Kenny to join us. I, I like to do surprises and, and make them nice uh, to just bring back uh, good memories. Because again, he was hilarious. I, One of the funniest was, guys there. You guys, I think you guys may have done three or four shows together. I mean, Not it, enough. I think I only remember a couple. Yeah. So thank you, Kenny Main, for uh, for for dropping in. And as we were talking about uh, places that we want to be and places you, Troy, any place you want to go that you haven't uh, been to yet? 
Yeah, I haven't been to Italy either, so we should all go. They were trying to talk me out of coming out of retirement and play some football next year in Ireland, but I don't know if we're going to get to that point. So, but uh, as we wrap up, Craig, um, I just you know just wanted to again say thank you so much and, and tell people how can they can find the podcast, the YouTube channel, and of course your Instagram page. So the Life Gorgeous podcast is once a week. Uh, and it's on YouTube channel, the Craig Kilborn YouTube channel. And it's also on all the other places, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. And then uh, my favorite thing is my iconic Instagram, Mr. Craig Kilborn, showing slices of my magical life where I eat so healthy, take a lot of naps. And of course, a lot of martinis, right? Well, yeah, I say it once a week, but when I travel, it's about, uh, it's one every other day, but that's okay. <laughs> you ever going to write a book? You got that's, enough stuff in there to talk about. Uh, so. what, yeah, I've what? talked about it a long time. I'm not, I'm not ready to rehash everything, then write it right now, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be mostly be about the, uh, be about the, uh, the magical life and the anecdotes. And uh, I, I do have a, I do have a different perspective on life uh, than most people. Uh, I, there are a lot of, I remember working late night, there were some malcontents and I've always been kind of positive energy. So I'll talk about ignoring the silliness and enjoying life and staying positive and all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, you, you did your own thing. You, you set out to do what you wanted to do. And, and unlike people that stay too long, you realized, Hey, I've done this. It isn't, you know, what I thought. And, and my humor is not what I thought it would be for this. And then you conquered late night and right. movies and, you know, you, I'm you still getting your 17 cent residual checks now that we're both. Oh, I got one from bench warmers the other day. It was, it was, it was substantial. Some of them are really, you know, low. And then some of them are, it's, yeah, it's, well, I do have to make a plug now that we're both on Netflix. Uh, you can check uh, Craig's old movies, or you can watch The Saint of Second Chances, which came out last week. Uh, the, it's been overwhelming, the positive response, the story of Mike Vack, and again, my little part of, of playing minor league baseball. So all of our fans go out there and check that. And uh, Troy, final thoughts? Well, I got to ask a fifth and final question. To top yes, this. sir. Yes, sir. What was your favorite athlete or celebrity that you interviewed uh, over your career? Good question. Um, if I had to lay, I usually say Bill Murray was my favorite because I interviewed him at the daily show a couple times. And then I interviewed him. He did my first show on CBS. However, Clint Eastwood, um, my, uh, when I, I worked in, uh, Monterey, California, the 110 market, Salinas, Santa Cruz, Monterey, I lived in Carmel and I, I was the sports guy and the, the news lady was Dina Ruiz and she, we were neighbors, and she worked at a different station in Salinas, Monterey. I worked at a, another station, but we were, became friends, and we remain friends to this day. We, uh, she follows me on Instagram, and we chat once in a while. But when I when I moved to ESPN from Salinas, Monterey, Carmel, Dina called me and said, "I'm dating Clint Eastwood." And then she called me later and said, I'm marrying Clint Eastwood. <laughs> so I can tell you a story for another day. But when I was doing the Daily Show in New York, uh, Clint and Dina were visiting in Manhattan. She says, you want to go have dinner with us? So I had dinner with Clint and Dina twice in Manhattan in the 90s at uh, Nobu and uh, 
whatever the name of the other place is, a famous, famous place. And then when I did the CBS show, uh, she got him on my show as a guest. And uh, that was so he would probably be my favorite guest. I'm a big Clint fan. He's he's pretty amazing uh, with uh, uh, his how long he's been doing it. Um, and he played I, comedy well in that in that moment when because you were trying to impersonate him and he just sat there looked uh, like yeah you know, Clint Eastwood. I mean, good sport. Uh, by the way, Baltazar is the other restaurant, as the agile mind remembers. But um, no, I watched like the other day. I, I rewatched Dirty Harry and uh, play Misty for me, which was shot in Carmel. I watch In the Line of Fire over and over again with John Malkovich. That's Clint. Uh, his best movie may be Unforgiven. So he's he's the man. So I think uh, I usually say Bill Murray, but I'm going to say Clint Eastwood, my favorite guest. Yeah, the mayor of Carmel at one time, right? All right. Yes, in the 80s. Yep. Well, then let's just, this is ad lib. I'm just going to pull it out, Troy. So um, five questions for Craig. Because oh, he, he made it. Um, favorite Minnesota athlete of all time? You think I'm going to say Kevin Garnett. You think that. Should I be present and say Anthony Edwards or Justin Jefferson? It's your all time. You got a lot of Minnesotans watching, so. I'm going to be optimistic and say Anthony Edwards. Okay. We'll go with that one. Best musician from Minnesota. Prince. Over Dylan. Yes. That's a, that's a good plays one. Plays more instruments. I agree. Better live Music. show. Dance is slightly better than yeah, Dylan. That's a close one, but I agree. That's a good one. Uh, best, let's see, politician from Minnesota. Hmm. They named the uh, dome after Hubert H. Humphrey. I don't know. Who am I missing? I don't know if I have. Al Franken? I love Al Franken. Al, right? I love Al Franken. <laughs> or Jesse. You can't go wrong with Jesse. I'll, I'll go Al Franken. Best Al restaurant in Minnesota. In I've got a few. I've got a few. I know these people. So my guy is David Fema. He has Fema's and now he has Mason Margot, which is unbelievable. I liked Meritage in St. Paul. It's a French restaurant. I also like the Lexington, the Lex in St. Paul. I also like Manny's Steakhouse. Oh, yeah. um, I, so that's enough. That's enough. I also like uh, Gavin's place, uh, Spoon and Stable, and uh, he has a couple other ones. So I gave you five because I've got friends in me. <laughs> All right. And on our fifth and final question, best college basketball game that you ever played and why? You mean that I played in? Yes. Yeah. Well, you could have given out some water and it helped them win, but I, well, I, I mean, you, I, I, you personally. Uh, it was the first game I started. Uh, they had kicked off a couple uh, seniors off the team because they uh, had been, they had done some things that, uh, uh, were problematic. So they, I was a sophomore and they kicked these guys off and I started a point guard at the Kibbe Dome in Moscow, Idaho against the Idaho Vandals and Brian Kellerman. They were very good. They had made the tournament the year before and we lost a very close game. I played 40 minutes. I had two turnovers, like seven, eight, seven assists. And I was eight of nine from the floor, four, four and three pointer, 20 points. And uh, we had the longest three pointer in the country, then 22 feet. So that was my best game, 20 points. And I, and I wanted to send the, I said to the coaches, I got to send this to my my parents to watch. I got to mail this to them. It's on VHS. They have to watch it. And they 
they uh, they called up my ninth grade basketball coach Jake Moore, and he came over. And they put in the VHS and they watched me. But the the coaches said, "You got to get. It. We need that VHS back. We need it back." And I uh, I gave it back. You taped to them. over their wedding, right? <laughs> well, they taped over. They would use the same VHS tape to tape all the games. It's like, yeah, what a waste of my time here. I mean, anywho. Now you can put things in your watch. So, Craig, it has been an honor to have you. I'm so excited to have just spent a little time with you. And, again, um, you know, just that brief flash you had at ESPN that led to so much. And it just uh, it was just awesome to be there with you for a few months. But to watch you grow and to watch you just control your own destiny and, and do your own thing on your own terms. And that's why I think I really love how you're continuing to do that. And you don't have to answer to anyone because you haven't had the political scandals or any of the DUIs or any of the bad things that, uh, that they're constantly looking for. So I, I appreciate you spent a little time with us and I look forward to helping you and maybe helping out uh, some things for you, you know? Thank you. Appreciate it guys. And I look forward to watching your movie on Netflix. I should have watched that prior but I was busy doing uh, doing what Kilby does. Well, I had a great story last night in D.C. I was at a uh, cocktail party wrapping up this wheelchair uh, accessibility thing I was at, and this woman came up to me, and she started talking, and then she's looking at me, and she's going, did I just see you? And I'm like, I just kind of nodded, and she screams it out, and there's a group of men, and she goes, I saw your big thing on Netflix. And the guys went, what kind of movie is this on Netflix? And she was so embarrassed. But, uh, you know, funny. people still must recognize you and see you. What, what do they remember you for the most when they see you on the streets? My or big thing. They remember my big thing. No, um, they, uh, yeah, they say uh, anything from ESPN to uh, The Daily Show to CBS, Late Late Show, or old school, you know. That's what they say. But now people are saying, you're the guy with that Instagram. Plug it one more time. Oh, my God. What are you? Are you serious when you do that stuff? What are you thinking? Do you really wear ascots? That's how they that's exactly how they sound. I do a lot of voices, by the way. Yeah. Well, check out the podcast. Uh, check out his Instagram and continue to uh Get him those dividends on those uh, bench warmers and old school because uh, they do pay off. So, Oh, do they pay off? It's going right. to pay for my trip to Italy. Woohoo! You taking Troy? Yeah, now that we're friends? Yeah. I'm going to uh, pass, but if, next time I'm in Duluth, the beer, the beer is on me, Troy. All right. Come on up. Well, he just he owns an arena team up there, right, Troy? Are you still part yeah, of that arena that's, team? Uh, next going? summer. Yeah. That's we, great. we can get you. We might. We can. You could hire him as the play-by-play. He used to do CBA, right? So right. I mean, it's yeah. awesome for him. So, all right, Craig Kilborn joining us on Gary Stein and Stevens once again. Follow us on all social media platforms, and continue to love what we do. Like us on YouTube, all those platforms. But again, it's 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 all because of you guys. Thank you to Roku, the Disability Channel, and everybody that supports us. For Dave, that's me. For Troy, for Craig Kilborn, thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Gary Stan and Steven Show. Follow us on social media, watch us on yourhometv.com, or now we're on Roku. Download it and watch us, and thanks for tuning in. Until next time, America.